Welcome to Vineyard 61's weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired, challenged, and encouraged by this week's speaker. For previous messages, go to our website, vineyard61.org, or subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud. How are you today? Good? Yeah? Yeah? Great. Are you enjoying the summer? Have you been showing? Yeah? Are you enjoying the rain today? No. Yeah. Okay. London summer, right? London summer. Great. So today we're starting a new series which is called Summer in the Psalms. So in the next two months uh, we will be hearing some of the Psalms in the Bible. And today I have the privilege to kick off this, uh, this amazing book of the Bible. And um, what I thought is to put some facts about the psalms, uh, about the psalms, sorry, psalms, psalms, about the psalms. Um, if, if it's the first time that you hear me, this is my second language, so you will have to be a bit patient, but, uh, but I've been rehearsing a lot, so it should, it should go well, yeah. But the word will be powerful, don't worry about that. Uh, so next slide, please. Yeah, so we have some of the facts of the psalms that uh, is the longest book in the Bible. It has eight authors. Uh, 150 chapters uh, we find we have eight uh, eight authors amazing authors like Moses we have Solomon and of course we have David David wrote uh, around 75 of the of, of the Psalms and and Jesus uh, the book that he used more to quote the Old Testament was the Psalms so um, some people will say that that the Psalms are uh, the Bible inside the Bible, like, it's, like it has their, their own power. It's been written for more than 1,000 years, and it's a very important book. And one beautiful thing about the Psalms, please, next slide, is that there's a lot of the descriptions of God. So if you want to say thank you to God, if you want to say nice things to God, and you want to get some ideas, go to the Psalms, because as you see in different chapters around the Psalms, it talks about the beauty of God, and also talks about mercy, talks about justice, uh, talks about grace, and also prophesies about the coming of Jesus. So it's a very powerful book that I really, really recommend. Um, so today I will be sharing about the Psalm 27, uh, which I call the preaching, declare, seek, and rest. And, and I hope this makes sense to you today. The Psalm 27, what I'm going to be sharing is just the, the first part. It's divided in two parts. So we're going to read from 1 to 6. So I will ask you if you want to take uh, your Bibles. There are free Bibles at the back if you want. And, and we're, going to, we're going to read together. But before reading this, just uh, uh, I, I, I'm going to read one of, the, of David's uh, Psalms. And, and, and a little bit about uh, David, if you want to have a clear understanding of what you're reading when you're reading the Psalms of David and what David was struggling with or what he was going through, you will need to read uh, the book of Samuel's. Uh, Samuel, uh, the first and the second part, uh, because there you have the story of David. So one, when you're reading the Psalms, then go and read the, Psalm, the Samuel, because you will have a totally understand what, what was uh, David going through. And what we know about the King David, his card of presentation, the card of presentation of, of David, as we know, and as I learned when I, went, when I used to go to 
to Kids Church, and it was one of my fascinating, most fascinating stories. It was this battle. Remember Goliath against David, the big guy, that everybody was afraid of it. King, at, at that point, the king was Saul, and he was very afraid. All, all the soldiers of Saul were very afraid. No one wanted to confront this man, and God was a bit angry. Why God was a bit angry? Because they were more afraid of him than of God. They, 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 they didn't have the faith to understand that God is more powerful than a giant. And David's kind of presentation, as, as, and I think you know, he was a shepherd. Um, he was not that big, but, but the, 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 the Bible described him that he was a nice guy, that he was wise, you know, and that he loved the Lord. And David started to be part of the, of, the, of the army of Saul. And at some point, no one wants to confront Goliath. One, uh, it was the big warrior of the Philistines. And, and David was the one who said, hey, why should I be afraid of this, he called, uncircumcised um, man? Because he, he was not part of, of God's people. And, and as you know in the story, he simply, he reset, having, having big armors, he, they wanted to give him like, like very protective armors. And he said, no, it's fine, I just need some stones and a sling. And as you know, he threw it. But from the very beginning, David understood very well. And I think God, this is how God presents us David, because uh, he wants to put this point clear. From the very beginning, David understood that it's not because he was a big warrior. It was not because he was very uh, skilled in, 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 in the battle. He knew that he has God behind him and that he, he, he was not afraid of that. He didn't worry about the side. It could be twice as big as um, he will go there because he really understood that God was behind him. And as, and as we, go, we, we, we go through the story of David, he, then he becomes a king, and God gave him uh, a lot of power. He gave him a lot of responsibilities. And, but uh, in the middle of this battle, what is where we're going to, to go through now, David is suffering. David is afraid of the enemy. He's feeling weak. And now we're going to read uh, the Psalm 27. I hope you can read it from there. So, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, of who shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Through an army beside me, my heart will not fear. Through war breaks against me, even then I will be confident." One thing I ask from the Lord, this only thing I do seek, that I may, may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For the day of, the, of trouble, he will keep me safe in, in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted exalted above the enemies who surround me at his sacred tent i will sacrifice with shouts of joy i will sing and make music to the lord wow amen amen so so david was in the in 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 the middle of this battle and 
And I will share with you today a little bit what we will go, we will be reading through through this uh, through this psalm, a little bit about I will say my darkest moment, my my most painful moment. M many of you know my testimony. Some of you don't know, but so. Uh, I'm from Argentina, and I moved to Chile because I started a relationship with a woman. It was the first Christian woman that I was with, and I was very excited about that. And I was—I remember being happy and saying, "God, hey, she's Christian, and, and and we're going to be together." I was super excited because I think I was pleasing God. So I moved to Chile. We started a relationship. When I moved to Chile, unfortunately, my father died in a colon cancer. So that was very devastating for me in that process. But after, after a few months of that, I decided that the best thing that I needed to move on in this relationship, that I needed to, to get married with her, so we got married. Uh, unfortunately, things didn't work out. We tried. We went to counseling. And, and in the period of two years, this uh, this wasn't working. We tried everything. I was at that point part of a vineyard church. Um, um, my ex-wife started to have problems with the church, so I had to leave a church that I loved because of her, because I was trying to save my marriage. We tried to do everything. It didn't work. And at the end, unfortunately, we had to separate and then a, a divorce. I was devastated. I was still struggling with the death of my dad. I was in a foreign country. And, and, uh, and, and this happened, which I never imagined in my life. I'm the son of a pastor, and, 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 and I was said, no, I will meet a woman, and I will live forever with her. What, what we imagine, we don't expect to marry with someone and, and get divorced, right? So everything, everything went down for me. And, and during, during the period when I was married with her, there was a lot of people prophesizing me in vineyard about my pastoral call, about the things that God wanted to do with me. Uh, even, when, uh, even when I was in Argentina, there were people giving me words. So all the time, I have this thing. I've, I've been a film producer always, but I have this thing that there was a calling. There was a calling. And, and in my way, I was starting to believe in that calling. I was saying, yeah, yeah. Well. But when this happened, the, the, the death of my dad, plus what happened, this, I feel like I failed. So I was in a foreign country, and I remember literally, I'm not exaggerating, what I took from the apartment that we have together, and didn't want to get furniture, nothing. I just took my suitcase, and I remember there was this amazing couple that said, Elias, there's an empty flat uh, that we have that we want to sell. You can stay there until you find a new place. Uh, and I said, yeah, I can stay there, yeah, because I needed to live. So I took a mattress, I remembered my free suitcase, and I went to this place. So I, I went to this place, and it was um, unfurnished white walls, and I just, just uh, remember putting my, putting my mattress there, having my bags, and uh, it was a very painful time, and I say, okay, this can be m even more dramatic, you know, the place was very depressing, and, and, it's, and I felt like I was in a big desert. So quickly, the, the, the first thing that, that I will do is, okay, I should come back to Argentina. I'm still in Argentina, people know me. I, could, I was in managing positions in build production companies. I could come back to that, and, and, or I could stay with my family, which was not a wrong idea, you know? When you're suffering, you don't have to be by yourself, you know? It's good to go with your family, it's fine. But I was a bit ashamed. First, I, I thought that I fail, I feel guilty. Uh, all, 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 the, all, the, all the things that you start to think, and, and, I, and unfortunately, I started to kind of believe in what was happening to me. 
I start to believe and give more space. And you know how is the enemy. Uh, we, we, we all come to church. We all that we struggle with the enemy. And every day the enemy, the, his mission is every day to put us far from, from the presence of God. He will put doubts in our lives. He will say that we're not good enough. He will say that if we, if we have, if, if we have a, a health problem, that, that it won't be solved, that it won't be a miracle. If we're struggling with work, well, you know, it's a battle. And, and I think the enemy was taking advantage of what it was happening with me, but I'm all also kind of help them to do that, help them to do that. Of course that I was suffering, but kind of uh, help him to, to, to build that. And he starts to get, you know how it is when we're far from God, we, it starts to get, uh, when we're in the moment of pain, it starts to get bigger and we cannot control it. And, 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 and at the point that when, when you see the problem is so big and say, why, how, how, I used to believe in God, I used to, I used to, I, I used to remember the things that he did for me. How did I come to this point? And at that point, even I didn't want to go to Argentina because I was pride also. I was saying, no, I don't want to see them that I came back, that I failed. I didn't want. So I started to be proud. And from a mind of a producer, then the other thing that, that I started to do, I can fix this. Big mistake. I can fix this. That I, at that point, I said, okay, I can fix this marriage. Like we can work out, we can do it, you know. And there's a point where you, there's nothing that you can do. I start to read the Bible. After I start to read the Bible, and I don't know if it happened to you, but when when you're struggling, you start to read the Bible. Sometimes it doesn't make sense, and you read and you read, and it doesn't make sense, and you're waiting. God, are you going to tell me something? But I think I was patient and desperate, and reading my Bible, I start to read the Psalms, and I start to read this Psalm. And I start to read, uh, for better understanding, of course, that we, 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 you can read 24, 25, you know. And, but in the 27 is the one that clicked me. And I'd, literally, I was in the floor at that point. I didn't have nothing. Imagine all my savings I invested, all my savings that I have for film production, I put it in this family plan. I lost almost everything. I was literally, didn't, I, I was new in Chile. I didn't have... Too much work, people didn't know me. So I was literally in the floor. But I start to read the Psalm of David. And the first part, please, then the next, it says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Who shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of who shall I be afraid? And, 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 and the words start to go for me. And I start to understand how David was in the middle of the battle, he was suffering. He was surrounded by the enemy. But the first thing that he did is he gave the authority to God. So the first step I remember that I did is, okay, I'm in the floor. I need to stand up and I need to declare this. In the next one, in number two, it says, When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. And number three says, through an army besides me, my heart will not fear. Through war breaks out against me, even then I will be confident. So that's an amazing thing that I learned from David. It's the first thing that he do when he's in the middle of the trouble is he declares, he says, stop. Okay, let's stop this thing. God is on my side. He's bigger than my problem. He's bigger than any enemy. He's the creator of the world, and he's with me. He's on my side. He's on my side. 
Why should I be afraid? Why should I be afraid? So David literally declared this. Declared this with faith. And that was the good thing about David. That, that God could see his face from the very beginning. Even that he, you will see that he's seen in the Bible. He committed crimes. But David's face was something else. Was something else. And I, and I start to declare. And I start to say, God, I want this faith. Uh, and I declare, yes, you are with me. And I, and I literally needed to, to go back to another miracles that God did in my past. I remember when I was in my early 20s, I was struggling. I was smoking more than 20 cigarettes per day, and I have an addiction with that. And I remember that was my re-encounter with God, is that one day I, I went to a church with my brother, and a pastor was talking, if you have an addiction with cigarettes, come to the front. He prayed for me, and after that, I throw the cigarettes, never smoke cigarettes again. And I couldn't believe it because when you have an addiction, you, you need cigarettes all the time. I was even crying, but I couldn't, I couldn't smoke. And I was like, whoa, God exists. So the other thing that I think, I, I, I think, I think David, David was remembering that day with Goliath in the middle. So remember your old testimonies, the things that God already did to you will be a, a way to start declaring, I'm believing that God is with you. If, he, if, 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 if David could defeat Goliath, why he will, God will not protect him now against his enemies? And, now, and, 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 and I start to remember that, and I start to remember the way that I was and where, 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 how I changed being near God, and I start to declare that God has the power. The next thing in number four that David says is, Now one thing I ask from the Lord, this only thing do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. David understood that after declaring, and also he was being very humble and vulnerable, we need to be vulnerable with God. I had to be vulnerable with God. I said, okay, I cannot fix this. I could be a great producer. I cannot fix this, God. So he was, David was vulnerable, and I was trying to follow his example as I was reading, and, 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 and he, he understood that he didn't, uh, to retaliate to the enemy that was the Lord as we see number three and in number four the very important is okay what I should do nothing just seek God so you declare the authority to God and then just seek God and that's what David is declaring the only thing that I want God is to be in your temple which in our words is the only thing that I want God is to relate with you I want to have intimacy with you I want to read the Bible. I want to uh, pray, have times with you. I want to go to church and be in community. I just want to seek with you, God. And that's the only thing that we need to do, especially when we're, when we're in this trouble. We don't need to worry about the enemy. We don't need to worry about He will do that. He will do that. What we need is to seek him. And I remember at that point I didn't have a church in Chile, so I said, okay, I need, to start, I need to start to find a church. I need to, to start to find a community. I need to start to build new relationships. So I start to go to a few churches, and I find an amazing Anglican church, a very charismatic Anglican church, a very, with an amazing pastor who I love, who is um, Alf Cooper. And um, he's British Chilean, so he has, he's, he's British. 
is 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 John's father, and um and um uh, and, and and this church they were really nice with me. They opened their arms, and it's been a blessing for me. It was exactly the place that God called me to be. Then I started to join a small group, and I remember. Uh, in in the middle of all of that, there was a kind of thing of saying that, okay, I need to confirm, God, am I in your plans? Am I in your plans? These prophecies that you put in the past, the, 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 do you want to use me? Uh, am I in your plans? And I remember that we were on a, on a birthday, and, and Jan and Arak were here. They they came to me, were talking, and say, hey, Eli. Eli is Elias, but shorter. <laughs> <laughs> Um, would you like would you like to lead a small group? And I remember that. <laughs> no, no, I cannot. I'm facing a divorce. No, I cannot lead. A, imagine, hi, I'm Elias, your leader. Yeah, I'm divorcing next week, and it's like I felt like no, it's not the moment. Sorry, no, no. And I remember then saying, uh, saying, Eli, God is not worried about your past. God is worried about your future. God is worried about what you're going to do to that. And I, and I reflect on those words that they say and say, okay, let me, let me see. And then I say yes, and I start to lead a small group. The small group was amazing. And then the other small groups start to grow. The minister starts to grow. Jan and Ara decided to go on missions to all nations uh, to study. And, and Ara, Ara asked me, hey, would you like to coordinate all the small groups? And I was like, what? Okay. So I took that and I started to coordinate the small groups. It was a beautiful and it was God's confirmation. I didn't ask for it because you don't have to do nothing. You just need to rest in God. He will call you to the ministry. I didn't ask, hey, can I lead a small group? No, it came, the, the small group, and, and the ministry just came. I just was worried to, to seek to seek God. And as we see in the word of David, he knows his priorities. He knows what he's doing. And, 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 um, and in the, can you put the next one? Thank you. And, uh, and in number five, it says, for the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of, the, of, the, of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. So it's all about God. It's not about what I have to do. It's not what, what David needed to do. We continue with this thing. He will protect me. I don't have to be worried about to be safe. You don't have to be worried about being safe because God will do it. It's all the time God taking care of us. And God is the one who is going to revindicate you and put you upon a rock, he will do it. You don't have to, do, to work on that revindication. And that's exactly what, what, what God did in my life. I understood that I didn't need to come back to Argentina, that I needed to stay. And I just seek for him. And he revindicated me. He gave me everything back. After being in Chile, decided to sell everything, come to all nations and, 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 and prepare myself, study the Bible. And, and even things that I didn't ask him, because at that point I was like, now I still want to be single, I'm not ready. And then second day, Holly appears there. <laughs> well, yeah. So as poof, amazing woman, wow. And I didn't have to do nothing. I didn't have to say, even hi, she was already in love. No, I meant to answer that. 
That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. Well, she was chasing me on Facebook. She, she was chasing the new students. That's part of the truth. Will, is that true? Um, I, I have my witness here now. But what, what I'm saying is, is that even things that I didn't expect, God had already prepared for me. And he revindicated me because I was worried about what my non-Christian friends from Argentina will think or whatever. He put me up on, the, on that rock. I didn't have to do nothing. I didn't have to defend myself. And you don't have to defend yourself because he will do it. Everything, everything for you. So... In the last part, David, in number six, he says, Then my head will be excited about, about the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. And when, 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 when I was in all nations, I remember I, was in, I, I, I felt I was in paradise. And I, can, and I can see myself like doing a little dancing and thanking God because I couldn't believe what was happening, what was happening. And the battles continues, but we have the tools and we know who will take care of us. Adding to, to this amazing psalm and David's words that are amazing, we, had, we have also Jesus Christ, who died in the cross for us. Then his resurrection, and then... If that was not enough to have a savior, then he sent the Holy Spirit to live in each one of us. So each one of us who accept Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit here. And with the Holy Spirit, with the benefit of the Holy Spirit that we have, it comes with a big authority. The authority that Jesus had, each one of you have it in you. So when we're in the battle... I will add this to David. Poor David, he couldn't meet Jesus, but we are really blessed to, 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 to know about Jesus. He, first, he put God, and I will ask the people of the worship if they can come. Uh, so he, he put God first. He declared about, he gave the authority to God. Then he seek from God. Then he rests in God, knowing that he will take care of it. And what I will add is that the Holy Spirit that lives in us gives us the authority in the name of Jesus to put a stop to anything that is happening. And that's what we have. And I remember praying, in the name of Jesus, you got it, God. In the name of Jesus, anything that happened can hurt me because the God that is with me is bigger than anything, any problem. So what I will ask you now, if, 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 um, if, if you want to stand up, if you want, if you want to stay seated, stay seated. But I will ask you to close your eyes. Um, Please forget if you are in a hurry, if you have a lunch planning or if you are planning to leave, just stay. Just forget about what is happening after church. Just focus in your relationship with God. I really don't know, I really don't know in, which, in which moment are you. I, maybe you are in the middle of the battle like David. Maybe everything seems like, like it is, it's not working. Maybe we gave a little bit uh, authority to the enemy to, to create confusions in us. Or maybe you are in the stage that, that there is a 
there's just been a big victory. Whatever is this of you, um, we're going to worship now, and we're going to declare, we're going to give the authority to God. And if someone needs prayer, we have this place uh, here that is not like a special place, but it's a place where we can recognize you. So I want to invite you to come. We want to pray for you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another life-giving message from one of our Vineyard 61 speakers.